The Music Business Worldwide podcast is supported by Volley Music, a leading financial management platform for the music industry. Volley enables you to track expenses, approve invoices, and make payments 24-7, 365 days a year. For your free trial, head to volleymusic.com. That's V-O-L-Y music.com. These worrying music business stats send a clear message. Give us a Spotify price rise now. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2023 for Talking Trends, a podcast from music business worldwide supported by Volley Music. My name is Tim Ingham, founder of MBW, and as ever on Talking Trends, we'll be diving behind a standout entertainment industry headline to explain what's really going on. So, it's a new year, which means a bucket full of music business statistics about the prior 12 months, in this case 2022, are tumbling out of trade bodies as I speak. The data I specifically want to focus on today has just been published by the UK's Entertainment Retailers Association, which monitors both the commercial entertainment market in Britain and represents music streaming companies like Spotify, YouTube, Deezer and Amazon Amazon Music. Each year, the Entertainment Retailers Association, or ERA for short, bit of a mouthful, so I'll stick to ERA, uh, it releases stats showing how much money consumers paid annually for various formats of recorded music in the UK. Those formats include physical goods, CD and vinyl, as well as, crucially for this podcast, streaming music subscriptions. To be 100% clear, ERA's streaming figures are, as I said, about what UK consumers are paying platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, etc. for their subscriptions. The wholesale amount that then gets paid through to record labels and artists in royalty fees is not relevant here. Before I get onto ERA's numbers themselves, a bit of important context about the United Kingdom and why it's such an illuminating music streaming market in the modern era to study. The UK has had paid for streaming available for around a decade and a half now, with Spotify launching in Britain in 2008. That's particularly significant for our US listeners because that 2008 UK launch was three years before Spotify eventually hit the US in 2011. In other words, the UK is an even more mature streaming market than the United States, but with many cultural and commercial similarities between the US and the UK, emergent trends in Britain are a fairly reliable bellwether or indicator for what's coming to the States in the year or two ahead of us. The second important thing to know about the UK is that according to IFPI statistics, Britain is both the third biggest recorded music market in the world in terms of trade value, that's behind the US and Japan, and it's also the second biggest, only behind the US, recorded music market in the world if we're just talking about streaming dollars. So in a nutshell, the UK is a market that indicates the trends that are about to hit the US, and it's also a mature streaming market that can be considered a global commercial heavyweight in its own right. 
So let's dig into the numbers. According to ERA, in the UK across the course of last year, the amount spent on music streaming subscriptions hits 1.661 billion British pounds. And the amount spent on recorded music overall by UK consumers, so that includes streaming, physical and downloads, was just shy of £2 billion. For the purposes of this podcast, we don't really need to pay those numbers too much mind. Instead, what's really important here is the ominous lack of growth in the UK streaming market in 2022. According to Music Business Worldwide's calculations based on updated stats from ERA, ERA has verified these stats, they've refreshed them over the past few years and verified them, the amount of money spent by UK consumers on music streaming subscriptions in 2022 grew by just 5%, or around £79 million year on year, £79 million. In the prior year, so that's 2021, according to the same verified ERA stats, the equivalent year-on-year growth in what UK consumers spent on music streaming stood at £191 million, or close to a quarter of a billion US dollars. To couch that in the simplest terms possible, the year-on-year growth in music subscription streaming spending in the UK in 2021 was more than double the size of the same growth we saw in 2022. In fact, the annual growth in 2022 was also less than half the size of the growth we saw in both 2020 and 2019, and it was less than a third of the size of annual growth we saw in 2018. I'll put a chart up on Music Business Worldwide alongside this podcast so you can see this dramatic slowdown in growth for yourself, but you don't really need a visual aid to know none of this is good news for music rights holders. What makes matters worse for the UK and and other markets, of course, but particularly the UK, is inflation in 2022. So according to the Bank of England, the annual inflation rate on consumer goods in the 12 months to November 2022 stood at 10.7%. We're waiting on figures for the full calendar year, but that gives us the 12 months to November. If we apply that 10.7% inflation uplift to the total amount spent by consumers on music streaming subscriptions in 2021, so the figure from 2021, 10.7% upwards, just in line with inflation, we can obviously work out what consumers would have had to spend in 2022 for the subscription streaming market to have stood still in real economic terms when you factor in inflation in the UK. The upshot there is that to have kept pace with inflation versus 2021, the UK music streaming market would have had to generate £1.75 billion in 2022. Nice round number, £1.75 billion. It didn't. It failed to do that. It generated about £100 million less than that at £1.66 billion, as I mentioned. In other words, when you factor in inflation, the value of the annual UK music streaming subscription market actually shrunk in 2022. Now, the major music rights holders obviously won't be in love with these stats. Let's not forget that two of them, Universal Music Group and Warner Music Group, are now both publicly traded with investors looking for significant year-on-year growth uh, each 12 months that ticks by. 
Bill Ackman, who runs Universal Music Group's minority owner, Pershing Square Holdings, has said he's looking for at least 10% revenue growth from Universal each year over the next decade. So where is that kind of growth going to come from? He wants 10% growth. You've seen the UK streaming subscription market grow only 5%. Well, that's a big question because the statistics I've run through on this podcast suggest that the UK is now nearing so-called peak streaming, i.e. it's running out of new customers willing to pay £10 a month or whatever deal they get through their telco on a music subscription service. But one answer to the question of where further growth is going to come from is obvious. The time has surely come for significant music streaming price rises across the board in the UK and US markets. To a degree, that's already happening. We've seen Apple Music raise a few of its price tariffs, including its standard individual subscription price by £1 in the UK and $1 in the US up to $10.99 or pounds. We've also seen YouTube raise its YouTube premium family plan that wraps in YouTube music. That's gone from $17.99 in the US, £17.99 in the UK. It's up to $22.99 in the US, I believe, and £19.99 in the UK. Now, Spotify raised its premium family and duo prices in the UK two years ago. But so far, it's resisted making any more changes, I believe, especially to that standard £9.99 per month price for its flagship premium individual tariff. That £9.99 price has been in place, unchanged, despite inflation, since 2008. That's 14 years ago, 15 years ago. And you don't need to be an economics whiz to realise that if Spotify now raises its price by 10%, as it's expected to do, from £9.99 to £10.99. And if UK inflation last year was above 10%, which that seems to be the indication from the Bank of England, Spotify's 10% price raise will actually fail to keep pace with UK inflation that's already baked in from last year. Why am I particularly picking on Spotify here? Well, for one thing, according to a thorough report on the UK music market from the Competition and Markets Authority last year, the CMA, Spotify is responsible for a 40 to 50% share of all streaming revenues in the United Kingdom. Spotify is responsible for half of all streaming revenues in the UK. And according to the CMA, when you remove YouTube's user-generated videos from that equation, the ad revenue from those videos, Spotify's revenue share moves up to between 50 and 60% in the UK, the majority of streaming revenues. At the same time, last year, we know that due to macroeconomic factors, there was a material slowdown in the growth of ad-supported streaming revenues. And this heaps further pressure on the need for labels in particular to see growth in the amount of subscription dollars or pounds being spent on streaming services. The past few years has seen the music rights industry benefit hugely from something of a streaming music growth fairy tale. If it wants to enjoy another chapter in that fairy tale, it's going to need price rises, especially from Spotify in 2023 and fast. Music Business Worldwide's Talking Trends will be back soon with more insight into today's global music industry. Thank you to our Talking Trends sponsor, Volley Music. Go and check out what they do and how they can help your business at volleymusic.com. That's V-O-L-Y music.com. And if you liked this episode, subscribe to Talking Trends by searching 
Music Business Worldwide on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. We appreciate you, as ever, spending your time with us. Mm-hmm.